0: Today's On The Rails features spirits provided by Broad Branch Distillery out of Winston-Salem, North Carolina, whose mission is deeply rooted in the Old World craft heritage and artisanal Blue Ridge Mountain distilling traditions of old. They work with a select group of carefully selected farmers and growers who focus on high-quality, responsibly grown ingredients. They craft bold and singular spirits, and if you are in the North Carolina area, give them a visit, you know, or visit the website anytime at broadbranchdistillery That's broadbranchdistillery.com. Doc, Beginning. I yeah. know
1: something that the audience doesn't know. And if the audience finds me, you're gonna have to kill me. It's spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> I love you more than anything. <laughs> I know. Why are you doing that with your voice? What are you doing? I'm not
2: I'm not doing anything with my voice. <laughs> Oh, you guys are making references to the movie.
0: <laughs> what? Oh.
2: I, I get it. Can I just you, what you're saying about seeing it with this bro audience? What is so crazy about that to me? Because the thing I've been thinking about a lot since I... It's, it's a thing I've been thinking about in general for the past, like, decade, but really very recently. Mm-hmm. Because this movie is... It's like the it's the biggest movie of the year. Pro, it's probably going to be the biggest film of 2018 without question. And it is a film that is just the the shit that was I was embarrassed to like in high school and I like didn't reveal that I was into because it was so deeply uncool and I would have been mocked mercilessly and now it's the most mainstream thing and everyone is into it and it's like true. has like I can't get over the fact that these bros are, like, kane members of Thanos' family. Like, what has happened to the world? This, is, this stuff is lame and not cool. It's, like, it's both cool and, I mean, it's, like, the classic thing of, like, oh, it's, like, my weird, like, subculture is now mainstream. But in general, I think it's... I'm glad it's happening, but it's still very strange to me.
0: Particularly because what you imagine is something like the scenario that's been playing out in my head, which is I can distinctly imagine the guy who used to bully me when I was younger educating me about this stuff now. Like my going, oh, I love Force Works 1, and being like, honestly, it kind of fell off once US Agent (laughs) left the team. And that feels like a realistic scenario for something that would happen in 2018. Okay, I I have so
2: much to say just mm-hmm. about like the structure of, of oh, the man. movie and yeah. the writing have, of it. But I have like, are, I have notes. You you have you have notes. I just I have, have a, notes. I have a lot of I have, I have a lot of like thoughts banging around inside my skull. But are, are are we skipping ahead? Are we supposed oh, to do other stuff? We're about stuff? to
0: go in right now. I was What is up, everyone? The first official on the rails, the show that turns think tanks into drink tanks, the show that makes sense of a senseless world senselessly. I am your host, a.k.a. Man's Not Scott, a.k.a. Not Rogowski, a.k.a. Actually Scott Thomas. And with me, I got two of the best people in the world and two of the biggest Marvel fans I know because today we are going in. On Marvel's Avengers: Infinity War Part One.
2: There's no Part One and Two anymore.
0: Oh, there's none.
2: No, the, no the, 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 the It's se- just
1: Infinity. The
2: War. next one is going to have a different title.
1: It's going to be Serendipity War, and it's actually going to be starring a uh, uh, an older John Cusack. Great. Uh, trying to find the Avengers uh, by looking in a book <laughs> that a number saying. <laughs>
0: I was hoping it was John Cusack as the Gauntlet, and just him and Thanos having a meet cute.
1: Wait, doesn't that movie involve a glove?
0: It does involve a glove. Serendipity?
1: I think I don't remember. I just remember that
2: I, that movie exists. I think it. I think the way they get back in touch after they meet is like someone like forgot, like left a glove at, like that that, that they bought at. Or do they first meet trying to buy the same glove? Uh, Miss, can, do you have another pair of these black cashmere gloves?
1: Whatever's out is what we have. We don't have a stock room? No. Or basement? No, we don't have an attic
0: either. I think in that's it. In like
2: Macy's or something Maybe.
0: like that. Maybe. Isn't it Marshall Fields? Because isn't it set in Chicago? Or no, something?
2: no, it's set in New York. Oh, it's
0: set in New York. In so New York. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. Serendipity, the place in New York. We live.
1: We live in New York. Oh my God. We're recording this podcast in New York.
0: I live in Connecticut. I don't know.
1: It's okay.
0: Thank you. And now we've
2: talked a bunch. We haven't even
1: yeah, introduced. On the Rails is already off the rails. It's uh, okay. I did it. So, no, Scott, get it
0: back on the rails. Get it back on the rent. rails. We're getting it on the rails. We're getting it on the rails. There are a hundred Avengers, so I can at least introduce two of my guests to my immediate left. One of my favorite filmmakers on the planet. I have had the privilege of working with him a bunch. His YouTube channel has over 100,000 subscribers. His podcast, We Heart Heartnet, is an absolute favorite of mine. And he is the only human being on Earth I would climb up a mountain dressed as Wolverine for. Yeah, I did that. It is Patrick Williams. Patrick, cheers to you. How are you, man? I, I am
2: fantastic. And there is... I was saying before we, we got on mic that I haven't actually had a conversation about this movie yet despite seeing it two days ago. And there was nowhere I would rather be having my first like full-on discussion about it. I'm so happy to be here. It's
0: going to get vulnerable and fun really, really fast. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And to my not immediate left, but no less important an absolute treasure of a performer, an incredible freestyle rapper who has won Badalicious <laughs> at UCB. Yeah, blowing Patrick's mind because he did not know that. And she has an amazing podcast. I'm hoping I'm about to get the title right. It's Do We Need This? Yeah. And that will be coming out very, very soon. Rachel Shank.
1: What's up, everybody? Yes.
0: So now that I've introduced the two of us, you may be asking yourself, what are we doing here? What are we doing here?
1: What, what, what? We're getting existential already.
0: Why are we here? Why are we here? Do you want better? Why is Gamora?
1: Why? Also, uh, drink. Oh,
0: shoot. Okay. Oh, man, I have to drink twice. I broke one of my own rules. Now, what are these rules you're asking? Well, what's going on? We're doing a deep dive on pop culture. Everything that's happened this week that made the week pop. But what we are also doing is playing a drinking game. That none of us know all the rules, to. I've made rules for Patrick and Rachel. Rachel has made rules for Patrick and myself. Patrick has made rules for the two of us. Maybe all of us. Maybe all of us have made rules for all of us. Maybe Tom, our engineer, has just made rules for us in this moment, and the three of us are collectively screwed. It's possible. It's entirely possible.
1: Anything can happen.
0: Anything can happen. Avengers Infinity War proved that rightly with a snap of purple fingers. Mm -hmm. Here's the game. If any one of us guesses the rule, it's off the table. If somehow all the rules are guessed, the guest that figures it out wins a $10 gift card to Juice Press. Ooh. I didn't know that. I know. and that's The stakes
1: have never been higher.
2: No. I also didn't know that, that if we guessed the rules, they
0: were off the table because I realized mine are very easy to guess. And that's because I did a poor job on the show notes. I should also notate that we are not sponsored in any way by Juice Press. No. I bought a gift card.
1: Aww. We,
0: yeah. we, we maybe could, we make... should
1: maybe we should bleep it out. <laughs> Just so like they don't get any like free ads, you yeah. know. Yeah, the second They're this doing gets... fine.
0: Right. Make them earn that yeah. yeah. sponsorship. It's juice generation that's sweating. They are
1: they're like, uh oh. <laughs> Someone in Brooklyn. Ugh,
0: we don't <laughs> serve anything in coconut <laughs> bowls. Oh. <laughs> but That's the game. If you want to know what the rules are, we're going to reveal them at the end of the show. If you want to play along right now, make sure you check out the episode notes. And while you're at it, give us a five-star review. Write us a review. Give us a five-star rating. Write us a review. You can tell the whiskey's kicking in already. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, at OnTheRailsPond. Today, we are drinking spirits by Broad Branch Distillery out of Winston-Salem, North Carolina. And guys, let me tell you, it's really good.
1: It, also, if anybody has the Time Stone and wants to like teleport here and just tell me the drinking rules so I can win that gift card, I would be down. Thank you. Yeah,
0: paging Thanos or Stephen Strange,
2: guys. I've got questions oh, about how the time. Shoot. Him. Mm-hmm. Okay, I've got questions about how the Time Stone works.
0: Yeah, we need to get into that because I think that's going to affect part two pretty strongly. Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh, oh, obvious. Yes, of but, course. And, and before we get into We know our, what we're talking about. We know what we're talking about. We
1: are experts.
0: And I want to see you guys be experts on something you are enjoying very much in your life right now, which Ooh. brings us to our very first segment of the day. It's called I'll Drink to That. Yeah, boy, yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: <laughs> I love so this.
0: good. So good. The abrupt cutoff gets people every time and nothing makes me happier.
1: It's like dancing. I'm like, yeah, 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 yeah. And
0: then the club lights come on, they're like, hey, oh, You gotta yeah.
1: go. I love the fog machine that happened. Like that was really epic.
2: Listeners, you can't See it, but it's but you amazing can feel here. it, and it's you can kind of, you can smell those like you yeah. know like that fog juice the smell like, that like party
1: vibe. Yeah, like I can't wait for the foam dancing later. That's gonna that be that the happens, best,
0: right? Yeah. yeah, it's crazy. It gets yeah. super crazy in here. But speaking of crazy, I'm gonna drop my I'll drink to that. Here's what I'll drink to that is, guys. We're gonna celebrate something that has just been rocking our socks off lately. It's our way of getting a nice cheers in before the game gets too intense and. Let's us enjoy something about pop culture. So, this is my all drink to that. And I have to admit, it's recent and I'm really surprised. And it's Janelle Monet's new album, Dirty Computer. Ooh! Have you guys heard this yet?
2: No. I've heard a lot about it. I've heard and how much I've everyone heard words. likes it. And uh, I have not heard a song. Mm-hmm. I have not seen the music videos. Uh But I, I hear great things.
0: So I have not seen the music videos. I had no idea this was coming out. Full disclosure: I was shooting something all week. I saw the post Malone album on top of the iTunes music charts. I thought, let me listen to that for Zeitgeist purposes. I missed this completely. And the other thing I want to confess. I have heretofore not been a Janelle Monáe fan Hmm. at all.
2: I'm just surprised coming from you. That seems like a thing you would have been into.
0: And I always have felt like she's someone I should be into. I had the experience of seeing her at Boston Calling about two years ago. And it was an incredible live show. And I walked away from it understanding why I haven't loved Janelle Monáe before this moment, which is that she's so impressive. And the artifice that she purposefully creates is so impressive Mm -hmm. that by and large I have felt I have not had a way into her discography from a heart standpoint. And some of that I think is because the music isn't really for me. It's not really for white males. And that is A-OK, 100% cool. But even in terms of the songwriting, I would go back. I'm like, okay, I like Cold War. I like Tightrope. I like Dance uh, Apocalyptic. Dance Apocalyptic. I don't really play her stuff on repeat. And she's made a big point on this album of talking about how the artifice has gone away. It's not a concept album. It's her most personal record. Mm -hmm. What's fascinating about it to me and why I'm so enamored with it is by anyone else's metric, this is still a concept record. It's her as a dirty computer. There's all this terabyte language. It's still deeply weird in the way that Janelle Monae will always be deeply weird.
2: I'm surprised hearing that it's not a concept album just because... For everything that I've heard about it and seen about it, it seems like a big sci-fi thing. And, and aren't all those, totally like, the, still the music is. videos? Or it seems like it's almost like this ongoing, like or like it's like a big sci-fi. Th- it, it, everything seems so that I, again haven't listened to it. Sure. Yeah, videos, I, I
1: only knew it existed because of someone posting about it on Facebook, they're like, I saw Infinity War and I listened to Dirty Computer. I guess I'm hip now. Right. <laughs> that's it. That's
2: but all it, I got. <laughs> everything that I've, I've heard about it seems so consistent with like the uh, like thematically and aesthetically that I just assumed it was
0: a big concept thing. And that's kind of the thing I love about it and to me has at least reinforced the way I felt about her heretofore, which is that those concepts were so important in the early part of her career mm-hmm. and I think they overstaged the songwriting. And even the performance element to her work, whether it was the character she was playing or the live shows, was to me more impressive than the songwriting. She hasn't scaled back in a traditional sense because, again, by any metric, this is a huge album with big concepts and big ideas, but the fact that she's no longer calling it a concept record and calling it personal and calling it political, and it is both those things, Mm -hmm. suggested to me that she sort of let these new colors into her work and the result is something that, and I feel reductive comparing her to a man, but it's you understand why she's Prince's protege now because mm-hmm. she out Prince's Prince Ooh. several times on this album. Yeah. There are songs in this thing that I'm like, I would take those overcuts in his discography in a moment. You take them over notice. the
2: Rainbow Children,
0: everyone's favorite <laughs> Prince album. <laughs>
2: The smooth jazz Jehovah's Witness
0: album from the late 90s. I've, I've purposefully blocked Rainbow's Children out of my mind.
2: I went through, When I got into Prince like freshman year of college, I just went through the entire discography and realized, I'm a massive fan of this guy, and I could leave a, a, a decent chunk of what he's done, because
0: there's a lot of it. Yeah, because it's so dense and so deep. And to me, this feels like her, her Purple Rain moment, even though there isn't an accompanying film, in the sense that this is where the artist as a human being is coming into the fold Mm -hmm. and the the results are stunning. Yeah. And and to watch an artist, not only taken artistically by anyone's metric, because I haven't encountered a single person that doesn't like this record, but to me, there's always something special when you get an artist for the first time, That that's a very exciting thing. And I'm thrilled now to maybe go back and see what I missed in her first two records, because so many people love them. That clearly there was some block I had mm-hmm. that was up. No matter what I think or what criticisms I have against those albums, it's like I think I'm gonna be able to hear them differently now that mm-hmm. I have found my way into her work. Yeah, and so to me it feels like a whole floodgate has opened listening to this album, and I'm so stoked to go nice. check it out. So Janelle Monae and Dirty Computer is my all drink to that. Cheers to her. Cheers. Cheers. Yes. Is- You're no sexual bender Mess me up, yeah, but no one does it better There's nothing better
1: That's just the way you make me feel That's just the way you make me feel That's just the way you make me feel, just the way you make me feel. Uh-huh. So good, so good, so
0: fucking real So
1: please
0: don't stop it you anyone else have an drink for that
2: um i think we uh, we all do right yeah we, we got us it was
1: homework
0: it was homework. yeah <laughs> was
2: like you told of, us to, to to come in it's part of yeah. the show notes. and um so who's up next or uh, uh, okay i'll 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 take it away yeah. <laughs> um Okay, uh, mine's gonna be both not super current uh, and and like mildly self promoting. Mm. So so love uh, that. so so this this is basically something that I've been talking about for you know for many months now, and um, but especially relevant this week. I know
0: what this is. God knows where it's I'm going. so excited for where this is going. Yeah, you know, I,
2: I'm gonna drink to good old uh, Paddington Bear yes. and uh, and and the two Paddington films. <laughs> yes. Uh, and you know as much as much as I love. I, I, I had a blast at Infinity War. Oh, you know, dead. Paddington 2 is still the best film of 2018. Hey, no exaggeration. But because I, you know, I released a video this week that's been in the works for a while about, you know, like, like basically like, you know, just about the, why everyone should see these movies and why are they, they are truly great works of cinema that mm-hmm. are important to be seen. Mm-hmm. And, but what's been, and that video is a lot of fun to work, to make. It's part of the series of videos that I make, uh, Guest starring my parents, yeah. who are international treasures because my mom's from a different country, and uh, and yeah, and it was it was a blast. But but what I really really the the most enjoyable part about it is how many people uh, just in the past few days, so the video came out like four days, three or four days ago. So many people have gotten in touch with me and, and have been like, you know, these movies were not on my radar, and you and I watched them because of the video, and uh, oh my god, they are like I I, I cried. They're they're incredible. I've, I like watch them with my kids or, or then there's just like, I don't know, like 20 something dudes who are just like, yo, these movies about this bear, I, phew, I, I love them so much. I, and,
1: I, I don't want to interrupt, but I'm going no. to because that's what you do. Yeah. Uh, it's a podcast. Uh, I haven't seen either of these movies. Really, I'm, I'm yeah.
2: almost jealous because that means you get to watch them for the first time. <gasps> That's yes, what you're...
1: I say to people. It's yeah. the best response. Like, oh, you get to know, you yeah. get to see, you get to uh, feel the thing.
2: You're, you're in. For... I have
1: no diminishing returns on it yet.
2: Exactly, mm. and I will say, having okay. to, to rewatch these movies, you know, for as reference for the our res research for the video you know they get they get better every time yeah. and uh they they are i think you know up there with like the you know the the better pixar movies is like some of the the best like children's or family films of our time mm. and um Paddington 2 you know the better of the two you know has has uh you know honestly like you know it's not going to happen but uh come award season like Hugh Grant should be getting oh. like consideration for best supporting actor I because it. it is like A a career highlight.
0: And not only that, if we're going to honor comedic work at the Golden Globes, right, which is sometimes an excuse, I think, personally, to highlight performances that don't quite fit the mold. Right. It's not always comedic work so much as it is like, well, this is an offbeat performance. And so we'll file it under comedy. Yeah. We should absolutely honor that Hugh Grant performance because it proves he's actually a comic treasure. Mm -hmm. You look at that work beat by beat. And I would hope. Hold it up to performances from the '60s and '70s. Uh, I'm thinking of people from what's his name, Jacques Tati films. Yeah. Where oh there, my god. Yeah. Yeah. Where there's this level of artifice that is part of the style of the film and part of the style of the character, but is imbued with such specific both humanity and like live wire timing. I mean, like
2: the comedic precision in every syllable he speaks in that movie is it's unreal. And it, the weird thing about it is because when I was editing this video, I had to there's a part where I talk about like I, I, I'm like, OK, I've got to talk about Hugh Grant now because we got to talk about like his career and his performance in this movie. And I had to pull up a bunch of clips from the movies he's made. And then I spent the day after I re, like, released the video, I was like, I'm just going to like go like revisit his like 90s Richard Curtis written movies, like Notting
0: Hill and stuff. And I'm like, mm-hmm. man, these are good movies. Yeah. And he's really good he's great yeah it's it's that Janelle Monáe effect I was talking about you get a piece of work that recontextualizes an artist for you entirely right and that's such a thrilling thing that's what Paddington 2 for me was for me
2: yeah like I I remember watching Paddington 2 and having the same reaction that I did watching uh DiCaprio and the Wolf of Wall Street thinking I didn't know this actor was capable of a performance like this Mm. and um anyway and also you know you know, the Paddington movies will make you feel better about the world and humanity and, uh, you know, they make life worth living. So uh, I drink to that
0: little bear. I do as well. Ride or die, Paddington. Guess what, Paddington? The
2: steam fair's coming to town. I'm going along tonight to write about it in my newspaper.
0: Who's going to want to read about that?
1: Everyone. They travel the world in an old steam train. I thought you'd love it. I do. Don't tell anyone, Okay. Oh, cool. Why don't we all go? Good idea. Father's a dab hand at the coconut, eh? Olds I Brown they used to call him. Oh, not any more. Coconuts are a young man's game. Well, I think you're in great shape for a man your age, Mr. Brown. Ah, thank you,
0: Paddington. Hang on. How old do you think I am? Oh, about eighty. Eighty, at least. I'm so happy that was your alter <laughs> for that. I have no words for how happy that makes me. I kept trying to think of
2: other things, and then at the end of the day, I was like, oh, it's, got to, it's got to be Paddington.
0: It's got to be it. This segment is designed to reveal who we are. Yeah. Much like the Soul Stone.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Boom. (laughs) What are you going to (laughs) sacrifice? So. Oh, me. Oh, well, uh, we are currently in the midst of the thing that's making me drink with joy. A Steven Universe Steven Bomb. Guys, we are at the end game we are learning <gasps> so much about this universe of steven it is unreal my babies take them to church uh <laughs> your mother and mine holy crap <laughs> Ho- guys guys just this okay <laughs> steven universe this silly lovely little cartoon that could telling the story about a little boy growing up half human half Jim, has captured this ideal of goodness and kindness and queer relationships and what it has done is it it started like This funny little oh, he wants ice cream because he's a baby. He loves it. It's fun too. Now the world, the universe is at risk. It's going off. Friends, friends, listeners, if you are not watching Steven Universe right now, I need I need you to pause this. I need you to just stop listening. Listen, Infinity War can wait. It's fine. Go watch. Steven Universe. Okay. I'm not kidding. It is an incredible piece written by an incredible creator, an incredible musician, beautiful, lyrical, magical, emotional, an incredible, incredible piece. I cannot wait for letters to Lars. I cannot. I think about it all the time, which is the latest episode that's coming in this. Guys, you need to be. Watching this cartoon—it's crazy. I,
2: I, so I, I feel very bad. Bec- so several people, namely my sister, have been yelling at me for years to watch the show, <gasps> and I just keep and I keep saying, "I will. I'll get to it." And I haven't done it yet. And you—you uh, y- you have made the most impassioned case that anyone has, mm-hmm. and so I—I think in the coming week, I really, just got to start
1: get to do this. I do. For the first time. I want to like, you're too far away for me to like reach out and like touch you, but like know that I'm like putting a hand on your shoulder and going, you are going to be changed.
2: And listeners, the sincerity in her eyes right now is is real.
0: Unbelievable. Uh, Just as the foam party is getting started. uh, Just when the foam is coming
1: out, we're like, we are the Crystal Gems.
0: And I love that you guys are both honing in on children's entertainment (gasps) that is... Genuinely affecting not only for adults, but I think about as someone who has a queer partner, I think about the idea that Steven Universe is introducing queerness yeah. to people of all ages. And- in a safe open hearted way
1: smashing this idea of like what masculinity has to be 100 the, the main the main character steven is a little boy but even as he grows older and is becoming a young man he still is so in touch with his emotions and his empathy and the and the power of understanding where someone else is coming from like the fact that he doesn't doesn't fight enemies he cares about his enemies it's
0: It's gorgeous, and actually we're going to get to this later, but one of the things that blows my mind about your saying that and about Steven Universe in general is that they pay attention to the way heroes choose to care about the value of a human life, Mm -hmm. not only because they're supposed to be heroic, but because they are doing so from a place of vulnerability and love. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that I think Infinity War does so strikingly is illustrate the difference and similarity between good and evil men making choices about the value of a human life Mm -hmm. from a place of vulnerability and love. I think we see both of those things in Infinity War, and that was the mind-blowing thing about it Mm -hmm. for me, where that movie was concerned, not to get ahead of myself. Of course. No, No,
2: actually, there was even, in what you were saying, another good connection to our main topic for the podcast because... Talking a lot about gems, and in the comics they weren't Infinity Stones; they were Infinity Gems. Oh, so, oh look yeah. at that. So a lot of gem talk today. A little,
1: we're in Jimmy. We're yeah. in gems,
0: but before we get to the gems of Infinity War, we got one more segment. We, we gotta we, hit. We
1: haven't drunk to Steven yet. Well, no. good God, we have it's to okay. do He's that. It's okay. He's a child. We don't. We don't have to, but we can as adults yeah. together. That's true. Exactly. Yeah. We appreciate it. Yeah. Let us
0: drink to Steven Universe. And to the Steven bomb we are currently in. Cheers. Mm. I'll watch it, I promise.
1: When a gem is made, it's for a reason. They burst out of the ground already knowing what they're supposed to be. And then that's what they are. Forever. But you, you're supposed to change. You're never the same. Even moment to moment, you're allowed and expected to invent who you are. What? An incredible power. The ability to grow up.
0: Wow. Those would make some pretty good lyrics. Hold on. Watch Sour Cream a second. I got to write this down.
1: Oh, that was the sweetest sip of all for me. <laughs> I almost started crying, guys. I, I was like so it, oh, I, there for it. I honestly
0: felt the same way talking about Paddington. And, just, and I did uh, the Monet record. That's actually why I do this segment. <laughs> it's just basically like to, to get us there. Because that's to mm. to me, that's where this stuff lives. Like yeah. I, I, to tie it to what we were talking about in the beginning, one of the mind blowers about all these heroes being mainstream now is not only that they're mainstream, but that those guys that you never assumed would care about Falcon or Ned or oh, any Ned. Well, to, well, to be
2: to be fair, yeah, you know, as much as as much as I, I, I like these movies a lot. I've still got a one of my beefs with Marvel is like, why is Ned named Ned? Because, well, because he's clearly like in like he is clearly an adaptation of uh, the the Ultimate Spider Man character. I think is Genki, yeah, who's like, uh Genki, yeah, he's like like same guy. And they gave him the name of, like, the second Hobgoblin, which has never made sense to me. And I'm like, I think Spider-Man Homecoming is a delightful oh, film. Oh, so
1: wonderful. I, I love it. I it, mean, I love my Spider-Man, however oh, I, I can get my Spider-Man. I, I mean, I'd right. inject him into my eyes.
0: Like,
1: give, <laughs> there, me, give me that Man. I maintain
2: that he's the best of all Marvel characters. Oh, yeah. 100%. And, oh, but, uh, I wrote an essay boy. on him
0: in college at acting school. That's how oh much I love. I found a way to write an essay about oh, Spider-Man. Man. He's. He, I mean, he's He's the best superhero.
1: Also, we all yes. have to drink.
0: Oh, uh, Dang it. Yeah. Is it any time any one of us names an Avenger by name? No. Shoot. I think that would happen by now. Yeah, I do I, too. I
2: actually thought about that and I was like, wait, that would kill us.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's entirely true. Yeah. Oh, shoot. That's not rule. Okay.
2: Anyway, Ned's great. Mm-hmm. I just don't get why he's named Ned. <laughs>
1: I'm, I'm sure the, the studio execs were like, oh, what's this nerdy guy? We should give him a nerdy name. What's nerdy? Ned. Ned. Ned.
0: He, he's that's, the guy in the chair. That,
1: that's written by a committee, you know? like,
0: oh, yeah.
1: What's what's going to be this shorthand that this guy is super nerds? Uh, Ned.
2: <laughs> His I name mean, is Ned. In, I mean, you in, literally in, take that R out of, out of nerd and it's Ned. Ned.
1: <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Written by committee. <laughs> Mm. But before, before,
0: (laughs) but before we get to that, I'm gonna push us to one other segment, only because we have to hit it for five minutes. Yeah, for posterity's sake. Oh, the the week. We're gonna we're gonna move through the week super super fast. Oh
1: boy. Oh boy.
0: All right, here we go. It's time for the weekly rewind. That was magnificent. That was great. (laughs) Oh, my God. The last guest I did that for reacted with abject terror, and that was the moment I went, oh, I'm keeping the sound cue. To the Weekly Rewind, not a waste of your money, potentially a waste of your time, depending on what's happened during the week. But here's the game with Weekly Rewind. We're going to quickly move through the events of the week. If we have any hot takes, we're going to throw them out. We're going to look at news. We're looking at politics. We're looking at sports, pop culture. Let's start with politics. This was an insane week for our president-elect Donald Trump in every single way that I can <laughs> think still, of. He still
2: is president-elect.
1: I, that's how I,
0: I refer to him. I
1: gotta say, every time they put those two words together, I'm like, that's not real. But this is a <laughs> sketch, right? I
2: mean, I actually—it's been a while, and I still have not said in sequence the
0: words "president" followed by the word "Trump." It's I, a, I haven't. I haven't yeah. done it yet. It, he feels like he operates on an entirely different plane than the plane of the presidency. Like, this far into his presidency, and I'm tying this to another thing that was big this week, which is Kanye West. Yeah, I mean, that, that, this was inevitable. <sighs> this was inevitable, and oh, that somehow felt more right to me. Like, I get why people have been upset about Kanye with the MAGA hat, and certainly the photo with the white power sign thrown down, because it, was, it there's it, no it, way around it, that one. It, uh, that... It really depressed me. It's just, Tell it's me just, why. I'm,
2: uh, I, I I mean, I haven't thought about this as much as I sort of as I I think I should, but because sure. of it was like I'm I like Kanye a lot. I have since I was in high school. I don't I, I listen to very well hip hop, but I love Kanye, and he. Has always been very upfront about not necessarily being the best of people, and uh, and has all his problems and all the unlikable things about him, and he that's all right on the surface, and uh, that's part of what we enjoy about him. That that is a part of who he is, and this was like just a like a step too far for me. Just just being like, I love Donald Trump. I'm wearing a MAGA hat, and uh, you know, like the, when he like tweeted the photo, and like John Legend tried to get through to him. And then and and then he he responds as if he's like a red pillar, and, uh, it, and I'm like, oh,
1: it legitimately God. blows my mind to watch him politic. Because, correct me if I'm mistaken. Sure. During W's presidency, Kanye was like, "Bush doesn't like black people," and I'm like, "Did you see
2: Questlove's shirt?" No, I did not. Oh, I just saw this earlier today, like like a, a few hours ago. Yeah, at some event last night, Questlove has a shirt that says, Kanye West doesn't care about black people.
0: Dang, Questlove. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, it's true. Like, obviously, like, Kanye's out for Kanye. Kanye is not into... The thing about Kanye is he lives on his own planet, Mm -hmm. and he does what he will. He will make clothes if he wants to, and he thinks every decision that he makes... Is perfect, So, of course, he would be very pro-Trump because everything I just said you could say about Trump. Trump lives on his own planet. Trump is out for him. Trump makes his own stakes, his own college. Everything that those two people do are operating from the idea of megalomania, narcissism, and disconnect from what the world is. I, I would say not that I'm a psychologist or in any way sure. equipped to diagnose anyone, but like a, a sociopathy from both of them. Disregard for empathy, they're the the anti-Steven universe, the anti-Paddington, the anti-Genell.
0: 100%. And actually, what's interesting about that, whether the diagnosis is accurate or not, because, again, I'm not a psychologist either, but I don't know of two people that are more in touch and obsessed with their own personality than those two individuals Mm -hmm. and that both of them have commodified their, their brand. Per, their brand. To such a degree that it's a part of their artistry. I'm not saying Donald Trump is an artist. I, I immediately walk that back because either acid reflux of that statement is making yeah. me wretch in my <laughs> mouth. And to that point, I think that part of what makes Kanye so fascinating is he's in dialogue with himself to a degree that produces sometimes tremendous art. Mm-hmm. Whatever you think of Life of Pablo... The most fascinating moments of that album are him rectifying who he is with himself, whether it's FML, whether it's the I like Kanye song where he's like, I miss the old Kanye or the the Kirk Cameron sample on Father Stretch My Hands, too. I will say I I definitely missed the old Kanye. I missed week. the old Kanye, too. Mm-hmm. I missed him, too. And yet that's what's kind of fascinating about watching this. So one of my friends, Chris Myers, had this really intelligent thing to say about Kanye. Two things. One of which was he said the fact that people on the right are suddenly like now Kanye is making sense and we're dismissing him outright proves that we're allergic to nuance in this moment. And I thought that was a really smart hot take Mm -hmm. because I know we both know someone who suddenly was like, finally, Kanye is saying things that make sense. And if you think that this is the first moment that Kanye's made sense or that he hasn't had a sense-to-senselessness ratio for the last decade, you have not been listening to To Kanye Kanye West at all. all. So that's an insane take. And just dismissing him outright, which was my instinct, to be fair, Mm -hmm. is also insane. I read an article that pointed out, like, if you really are trying to get where Kanye is, you have to remember this is a guy who had a mental breakdown and whose wife was held at gunpoint. While he was in a mental facility, unable to do anything, yeah, bar none. And like, I'm not the guy. wasn't saying that's the reason he feels the way he does now. But if you're truly trying to understand the guy, you gotta dive deep. That was sort of Chris's point. That's mm-hmm. the nuanced take. But I think that's what's fascinating about the meeting in this moment. And to tie it back, what was so exciting to me about the Janelle Monet record, because what's weird is. Kanye is now a person of privilege in his own way in terms of having pop culture privilege. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He can do whatever the hell he wants. Yeah. And on the same day, he chose to troll all of us with that song that was nothing the, but... The, the poopty scoop song? The poopty scoop which has its, its, its origins in deep-cut rap stuff. It's got a good so, beat to it. Yeah, and, it was, and this is the thing I hate and love about Kanye. That song was exciting for one minute. There was a minute when I was like, oh shit, the old Kanye's back. And oh, shit, he's doing it with a spacey beat. He chopped I, up the soul. He chopped up the soul. I justified every freaking minute of that the second mm-hmm. I was listening to it, and he has earned that cachet, and that's insane. But then he does an epic troll job on all of us. The same day he does that, Janelle Monae, black woman, has to put out an album that is so deeply political and personal in order to make waves. That's what she's got to do. And I was yeah. remembering the old adage of, Black artists have to run twice as far or leap twice as high mm-hmm. to achieve what white artists do. And I was thinking, man, that same thing applies to black women, but call it three times. Yeah. Because, like, he has earned the cashier to do whatever he wants. And we're not talking about the Janelle Monet record. We're talking about Kanye's Poopty Scoop song.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: That's yep. where we're at. And that's a crazy summation of how the week works. These two guys, Trump and Kanye, who can take headlines the second they want to.
1: Yeah. And they choose to,
0: at yeah. Any well, given the, moment,
1: because if we don't hear their names, we'll forget who they are. Totally, that is their their modus operandi. That's, yes, that's why Trump still has a Twitter account, even though I don't think he should. <laughs> someone should take that away from him. Um, but there, someone should not give
0: him the phone. Yeah. 7 a.m. in the morning. That no. Fox and
1: Friends interview. Oh, boy!
0: Wow. Oh,
1: wow, man. That oh,
0: that happened this week too. That happened this mm-hmm. week. Wait, it's see, been a week? See, three days ago
2: feels like a month ago because time has lost all meaning. <sighs> and uh, hey, guys, time stone <laughs> <You didn't> <laughs> anymore, <laughs> huh? Yeah. But uh, yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, everything's bad. <laughs> uh. I was really happy to sit in a movie theater for like three hours and watch superheroes punch each other on alien worlds. Yeah. yeah.
0: So yeah. It, and I don't know enough about Korea to know if the Korean War ending potentially is a great thing or the next step in the shit. I really don't, and that's me I, admitting my I, fallacy. I'm, I'm yeah. not
2: the person to
1: ask. I, yeah. I
2: have I have no insight to give on that.
0: No, that is another thing that happened this week. Mm. Obviously, this was a terrible week for Waffle House and anyone named Michael Cohen. Looks like he's pleading the fifth in the Stormy Daniels case. That never goes well. Nope.
2: Uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, you know. Uh, as 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 Don himself said, if you if you do that, you got to be guilty. You got to be guilty, right? Yeah, as yeah. That's the, what that's what the mafia guys as do. As the
1: as the Patriot Act says, if you are not guilty, you have nothing to hide. Mm. Let's get in your biz. Uh, no, no, no.
0: Correct, correct, correct. That's what I have to say about that. And moving through the rest of it, pop culture. This was an incredible week. If you like your franchises to come back darker, and more murderous than they were the last time you saw them. We had Handmaid's Tale come back. We had West World Cup. Come- you yes, sigh yes, like someone yes, who maybe yes, watched yes. The Handmaid's oh, Tale. I
1: did, I did, I did. How was that? Oh, man. Oh, okay. So I'm going to just do a temperature check. Have either of you read the book? Guys, yes. I haven't
2: even watched season one. Oh, okay. shit. I,
1: I, I, I intend. Guys, guys, we're living in
2: the time of peak TV. There's a lot of television. It's true. I can't watch it all. No. it's true. And I, I will I watch it that. all, but I'll, I'll like I'll get to it when I get to but it. But like it's when
0: true. is there like? I keep fighting myself like when the fuck am I gonna watch it because I haven't watched Killing Eve yet. And uh, that's here, it's a, great. It looks awesome. I'm too deep I in the terror. No. I'm like I'm. Right. I'm like four
2: episodes behind on that. Maybe maybe three. Oh, I don't know. It's the best show it's on the planet. Haven't watched it at all. And, and you've watched See? Game of Thrones. Yeah. So... See the guys. There's there's so much TV. Mm-hmm. See that? See, I like problems like there's too much television to watch. I don't like problems like there might be a nuclear war. Yeah, that's it, bad. We're into the fun problems now. You know yeah. what distracts you
0: from there mm. might be a nuclear war? Killing Handmaid tail. Handmaid's Tale. Handmaid's Tale. Yeah,
1: <laughs> what, Steven Universe. Which <laughs> I,
2: it's about like it's a fun show about women who wear like well designed
1: dresses. Oh man! Right? Oh
2: boy! I
0: kid. not oh, I, I know. I know. What I it's know.
1: About. It's, that was. That was a gut punch kind of joke. <laughs> it got me on a level. Just
0: like the first two episodes, apparently, from what I've heard. Did, how did you feel about them drifting away from the source material? They they, well, like, they had to. They because, have to
1: because at the end of season one, we're at the end of what the book is covered. The book. We that's done. Like book over yep. done. Like I mean, except for the appendices, but sure. Yeah. Sure.
0: We're gonna try. And we, do only, the we only we pre- only promise spoilers for Infinity yeah. War. Yeah.
1: Whatever people haven't seen in this room, we'll try and not. Spoil. I appreciate um, that. It it's one of those kinds of pieces that when when it was written is very this is a internal process of one character. The world of Handmaid's Tale is so deeply interesting. The the minutiae of it is so fascinating that I am so very glad that they are being given an opportunity in a in a a television format to explore what this world means because there's there's so many little breadcrumbs in the in the text in the yeah. in the story told by the handmaid and the appendices after that of just what it is and the fact that these very brilliant uh, writers these showrunners these actors these these creators can. Get carte blanche on a very fascinating world and be like, this is how this world works. This is what it's going to look like. I think that's incredible. Like, being able to see what the colonies look like firsthand, fascinating. Yeah, Being able to know what Mayday is beyond one character saying, oh, Mayday exists. So cool. Like, it, it brings about just amazing imagery. Like, I cannot, I cannot express how excited i am to see what gilead looks like hmm. from top to bottom like how this world works how it started it's so book wild i, I i'm gonna say this and it's not a spoiler but it kind of is That's okay. um i have never been so scared to watch two people play Scramble in my whole life
0: word 100 percent agree yeah. This is a show that manages to raise the stakes to that degree. Three. And I think that's a thing that we don't talk about enough because the world building is incredible. Oh, yeah. The themes are incredible. And
1: it has such a beautiful basis to I, go off.
0: By on. the way, sorry, Scott's got a drink. <sighs> I have to <laughs> refill my glass. <laughs> oh, Shoot. I got okay. I'm gonna, do it. I'm gonna do it.
1: It's uh it's such a it's such a fascinating.
0: Yeah and in that in it's a show that I've always thought held as much in common with something like it's a show I thought always held as much in common with something like the Americans as it is, that's did. a show I'm caught up on. It's, I
1: have not watched that show.
0: Oh, that and that show is barreling oh, I into its Keri last show.
1: Like, I should really watch that. She's there's, Felicity. There's too much TV.
0: The last category that we have to cover, and I'm going to barrel through it because I know n- this category is <laughs> we neither like one of yours. We're five
1: minutes on this, and we're Forte. We, we, we got to run to, to infinity board. I'm so proud of us. We did yeah. it fast.
0: I just want to point out that right now, sports is insane. For my few sports fan listeners out there, mm-hmm. and this is the best way to put it into perspective for all of us. Do we know who Meek Mill? Is? Meek Mill is, Jesus. I'm I must say that again. Do we know who Meek Mill is? Yes. No. Yes. Meek Mill is a rapper from Philadelphia who has had an insane last few years. He went from being an upstart that was maybe, just maybe gonna be the next Jay-Z. Mm-hmm. This street talker. He had his in- Drake feud. He had his Drake feud, which cut that off at the head. Drake was even on his supposed breakthrough album. He feuds with Drake. Drake wins that feud. Meek is sulking off. His relationship with Nicki Minaj is over. It's looking real bad. And then Meek goes to prison for much longer than he should. A judge unfairly convicts him. And it becomes the whole thing in Philly of like, yo, why are we putting Meek in jail for this long? And Meek Mill suddenly becomes a Philly hero again. Cut to Philly sports here. The Eagles have won a Super Bowl for the first time. Mm-hmm. The bombing 76ers are suddenly the successful 76ers. The 76ers who were tanking on purpose to be the worst team so they could acquire good players have done so and are winning the playoffs. Mm. And in their last playoff game before advancing in the next round, Meek Mill is released from prison and driven to the stadium. To watch the 76ers advance to the second round for the first time in more than a decade. Sports is insane right now. Philadelphia is insane right now. And I just want to shout them out because if I was from that city, I think I would have had an aneurysm. Yeah. At this point, I have been crying tears and I have no emotional attachment to Philly. Being a kid from Chicago.
2: Like text my friend Mike who lives in Philly and be like, hey. Way to go way to go. Things good, cool there. Good, good for I didn't you know days. any of this. Yeah. Stuff. yeah. Wait, I I knew that Meek Mill sat had courtside seats at a game. At game six. Because I saw a photo and I did not and I was like, oh, he's out of jail. That's <laughs> all I knew. That is a, and, all I didn't even and, know what was happening with the seventy
0: six. And actually to be fair, unlike every other rapper who's gotten out of jail in the last two years, he hasn't recorded a record about getting out of jail yet. Gucci Mane dropped first day out the feds the second he was out. <laughs> and it's one of my favorite things about Gucci Mane beside his ice cream tattoo. Yeah. <laughs> but enough about people who are heroes of the rap game. Yeah.
1: Oh, we that... got to
0: move into heroes for real. It's time, guys. It's time to assemble the squad. It's time to roll deep. Because we're about to discuss Infinity War. Infinity War. Part one. Probably.
2: Stark. Okay, so. <laughs> oh, God. So, so I- I, okay, okay, before we do this. No, no, no. Wait, wait,
1: let's wait, all talk wait, over wait, each other. Let's uh, all talk wait, over each
0: other. Get the wait, conversation
2: going. Before yeah.
1: we do this, I yeah. don't know where you guys saw uh, your screening. Yes. Where did we all see it? Because we all live in the same city. Of, of Avengers Infinity War. um I didn't know if you guys were gifted these with your tickets. Oh, my God. What? um. But I I wanted you to have the the movie bill that I was given oh for, for the screening. What? Yeah, I went to the Union Square Regal fourteen. Um, I used my movie pass once. A movie pass. thank know. you so much, movie pass. I um, I bought my tickets two
2: months ago. So
1: <laughs> I, the long and the short of it is, I used my movie pass because I work really close to that spot. So I went at around six p.m. Like, found a screening that had some spots available. Yeah, and I I got. The uh, the 1030 screening for me and I was about to buy one for my partner uh, for the 1030 and it instantly sold out. Uh, So I walked over to the kiosk and I was like, hey, can I switch my movie time and buy one more for the 1045? And they were like, totally. Yeah. So they switched me out, gave me these. And then when I showed up to the screening later that night, they gave me two more. So I had two extra. And I was like, I wonder who else is getting these movie bills. Um so I wanted to gift you two of the movie bills this that I had. Is so nice It's of so you. weird, this is incredible. right? incredible. Thank you I'm so much. So like, so
2: like so I saw this 7 p.m. Thursday like mm-hmm. first possible public screening uh, Lincoln Square IMAX 3D. I don't usually do 3D, but my friend who like enlisted me my friend who was living in India and he didn't mean to buy tickets in the US cuz he they wouldn't let him do it online in India you who like texted me like I woke up one morning and he's like hey can you buy six tickets right now I think they're gonna go on sale in like 90 minutes Mm -hmm. and then and it was my guy in the chair and uh being like okay they're like they're like they're not available yet but like like the the trailer's out but like okay they're up now and uh anyway I I got we ended up he was very insistent we was like we gotta do like the like IMAX 3D and um but like that's the place where you would get the special stuff.
1: Yeah, they yeah. give you like
2: posters and stuff. Mm-hmm. I got nothing, and you got there's like a movie bill. That's, yeah, it's, the, I mean
1: it's mostly ads,
0: but yeah, I mean it's a, it's like a playbill, but it's
1: adorable. But it's for there's a movie. like there's like a scan. You can get the playlist. And I a, know and if any movie it's was
0: adorable. Gonna, and if any movie was going to deserve it, it'd be this one. Yeah, I mean this this really this really felt like an event. Mm-hmm. I mean I like I said I was in Nashua, New Hampshire shooting. A short film. I don't know Nashua, New Hampshire. And the only reason I mention that is because it's remarkable to walk into an ecosystem that isn't yours and feel something happening. And this was a 1205 screening yesterday. I'd been you shooting me at like 3 a.m. Yeah.
1: That's I wanted, it I wrapped wanted to up. text you, but I wasn't unsure when you saw the movie. And I was like, holy shit. That's, and that's holy the reaction. Shit. This movie is inspiring oh. in
0: people. And like...
1: It's this... This generation's empire. I'm going to say it. I'm going to say it. I don't
0: disagree.
2: I'm going to say it. I've heard that from several people. I do disagree. Tell me why. Tell me why. Are we going to jump into that immediately? Why not? Why not? Okay. Because I've been thinking a lot lot in the past couple days about my general feelings about not not just MCU movies. Great. Because Mm -hmm. I don't think this is really a hot take because I... I enjoy to varying degrees, I think all of them. Mm-hmm. I can't recall any of them that I didn't think that was pretty fun, like at the very least. but at the same time i what i t- I see these I usually see these movies like you know, I see everyone in theaters. Often, I'll go see it a second time, and then I pretty much never revisit them. Mm-hmm. That's kind of it yeah. for me. I'm also a big old nerd who's like been obsessed with these comics for like my entire life. Mm-hmm. And so for me, the thing is, and I realized that I have like the exact same relationship with the Marvel movies that I did with the Harry Potter films when they came out, where yeah. I was a big fan of the books, yep. and I would see every movie when it came out, and I was like, that was good, and then I wouldn't see it again, because essentially, these are both long-running series, like like telling a big story over many over many films, and there's an, there are isn't really any... Those are the two series that are really, like, comparable, and there isn't anything else that's really... That is on the same thing. Yeah. There's, yes. there's, there's, like, James Bond, which has a lot of movies, but not in the sense of, like, telling a big story but over you, many movies. But
1: you don't need the, the the one before to lead into the one after. Exactly. In the it, same way, like, year really, one. You need year one of Harry Potter to understand right. like the it, consequences from year two. And Yeah, absolutely. Harry right.
2: Potter and Marvel are kind of their own special things, mm-hmm. but at the same time, they're... Because they're basically translating the story from the source material into live action, to me, as much as I I really enjoy them, the movies are kind of secondary to the source material, which, like, I've already experienced these stories before. And so, like, as as much as I enjoy the movies, I don't have the same investment in them as I do, like, the comics. Mm, And so, but a lot of people, because these movies are so popular, experience these for the first time through uh, the movies. And so, and I was thinking about this in relation to Star Wars, because... You know, a new like a new Star Wars episode for me is a huge deal. Mm-hmm. And because Star Wars is a long running series with like many chapters, but that the primary source for those is the movies.
1: Well, I, I will agree and I will also disagree. The primary source material uh, for Star Wars, is another written piece, The Hero of a Thousand Faces, The Hero's Journey. Really? Yes, mm. and I know like it's different because The Hero with a Thousand Faces is not Luke Skywalker. It is not a novel about Star Wars or Luke or Leia or the Force, but it is the same arc. You can watch that story and you can see it unfold in the same way that it does. And the reason I equate Empire to Infinity War is because this is one that earned a twist, a turning of the, of the screw in right. a way where you've been given license to not worry about your main characters because they're plot protected, of yeah. course. And then th- all of a sudden, no, they're not. You, no, you can't. And it's, it's, it's a very like new Game of Thronesy era where no one's safe, blah, 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 but in a different way uh, right. because I, at the end of the day I'm pretty sure that Marvel's going like, to take back a lot of what happened. Well
2: th- that's in this that's movie. my thing about it because like when Empire came out, you know, there was no source material there. It was like you don't you have to you straight up have, have, to, have wait to wait 3 years to find out what's going to happen next.
1: It's true, but we live in a digital age now. Like if if Empire had come out right today, the same movie, shot for shot, beat for beat, whole thing, we would have been able to go on our IMDb's and see, "Oh, they're making a a third Star well, Wars movie."
2: You can see that but I because I, I was thinking about, at least that's for me, like, my reactions to, like, going and see The Last Jedi yeah. as, as seeing Infinity War. Mm-hmm. And with, like, The Last Jedi, I sort of had no idea what was going to happen in that movie. I didn't know, like, I I, I because there was nothing to pull from. It's, it's like, true. I knew there was going to be an episode nine, but I I had just have n- I had no idea. And in Infinity War, I'm like, okay, you know, or I've read Infinity Gauntlet. It's like, uh, and so at the end, as much as I was surprised at, like, oh, you know, when, like, half the people die, it's like, well, that's how Infinity Gauntlet begins. And so I can, you know, I basically kind of know, and it's like, it's comic books, and I know how it works, and I, like, I know who's going to come back in the next one, and probably based on, like, the source material, like, you know, uh, how they'll fix things. And um, I'm excited to find out what happens, but there's still, like, because this is pulling from existing stories, like, this 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 is not where this is happening for the first time. Mm-hmm. And so that's sure. that's just for me. And so, and that's... For me, what's novel about Star Wars because that is the only big series, like, uh, like big ongoing serialized film franchise, with no
0: uh, source. Ma- That's not an adaptation. Where where or it doesn't have to have source material, right? They have source material they can draw from at this point, but they're actively choosing not to when right. they do. Yeah, and and so last Jedi, they, yeah. Or, it's when just,
1: when all the novels became non-canon, right? We're just right. we're in no man's land. Like pour one Wars. out
0: for Timothy's on, like mm. poor guy. <laughs>
1: mm.
2: So it's just like for me, as much as I like, I have a blast with the Marvel movies. Yeah, they don't just this is just my weird take. Totally. They don't carry it's quite true. quite the same weight that like a new Star Wars movie does because it's like. I've read a lot of Marvel comics, and I kind of know what what's probably going to happen. Yeah. And then, and each new Star Wars movie is kind of like that is just straight up the next chapter in the story. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. Yeah. And so, so yeah. So that sort of thing. It's, it's like for me, I I enjoy all, like every Marvel movie, but I also am not as like fanatical about them as like the most diehard fans.
1: Yeah. And I I will say that my equation for Empire to Infinity War comes from a position of someone who is a cinephile first and foremost. That is where I operate from. Which is honestly most people. It's a, it's, it's comparing a movie to a movie minus source material. What we have here is a very popular franchise that in its last moments Twisted it in such a way that not only was it earned, it was fascinating. And it is something that we now have to live with and wait for to know what's going
0: to happen. Next. And I think to your point, to both your points, mm-hmm. in fact, because I, I agree with both of you. And, and the thing that I <laughs> write, classic me Beautiful. taking the agree with both of you stance. But but here's here's where I come at it. And it was one of the things that moved me most about the movie. And I sort of hinted at it earlier. What's true about Empire and true about this without fail is the dark narrative at the film's core. The ideas that both drive at exist no matter what happens in the film that follows them. Even though Return of the Jedi resolves a lot of Empire Mm -hmm. and no matter what the next Avengers film chooses to do with part one, we will still be left and here come the heroes. Huge spoilers spilled outright. We will still be left with a film. And Tom, I apologize if you haven't seen the movie yet. I feel so bad for our engineer. I'm realizing he may not have seen the film and I'm freaking out. I'm sure he does this kind of thing all the time. So here's my thing. We will still be left with a film to me that is about, as I said earlier, how heroes choose to value a life and how villains choose to value a life when they care about the life in question. Mm-hmm. And that's what everything with Gamora is about and leads up drink. to. And shit. And I actually have to drink twice for one of my roles.
1: If you curse. N-
0: <coughs> nope. That's not the one. By the way, we, we we can swear. Oh, I'm counting on it. Right.
2: I mean, like, I think I have. But yes. I just
0: realized I didn't ask. No, 100% you can. And so everything that happens with the green lady. Everything that happens with the green lady and the android. There was an article on The Ringer that I haven't read purposefully that said the one death in infinity war that counts. And I would argue, without having read that article, it's two. Heimdall. It's- <laughs> drink. <laughs> Me? Shoot. Yeah, actually drink twice. Me twice? Mm-hmm. I said one word. Yep.
1: It's if you react to having to drink. No. Damn it
0: so the the deaths of the green lady and the android because those two held in parallel show us how heroes choose to value a life Mm -hmm. versus how quote-unquote villains choose to value a life because what breaks my heart about the exchange for the soul stone is you can actually see thanos is torn up about his decision but it takes him all of five seconds to make it yeah and he knows And his priorities are in line for the Avengers, where the android is concerned.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: They do everything in their power to save him. Yeah. Up until the moment that they truly cannot. The value of human life is held as a precious commodity up until the actual balance of the universe is at stake. And then one life outweighs the many. Yeah. We're saying it throughout the film. But that's
1: a recurring theme because even yes. even with the Guardians over where they are with the exchange between the Green Lady and Chris Pratt's well character. Done. Yes. Yeah.
0: Yes, exactly. It, Wait, I, oh, we can't say his name either. Oh, no, we can say Chris Pratt's name.
1: We can say Chris Pratt. We can say
0: Star-Lord's name. That's uh, not a drink. problem. Shoot, we can't. That's what I'm talking about. Mm. I think maybe I'm... Is there any time we mention a male Avenger? No. My name? Oh, shoot. Okay. So, Chris, to, to, to get to that point, actually, here's something. Here's.
1: I've really just thrown a huge monkey wrench I into love this it. discussion. This is the point of the podcast. <laughs> I love it. This, this I be... came, uh, listening audience, I want to just peel back a curtain for you. <laughs> I came in with no ideas as to what my drinking game was going to be. And as soon as I realized it, I was like, no, this one's going to be real fun. <laughs> Wait,
2: is there any time we mention a humanoid guardian?
1: No.
0: No. shoot oh man so actually this gets me to a, a slightly separate but also this was a thought i had that i was also
1: this isn't going to be perfect and i apologize because things are hard it, it's,
0: I'm, it's, I'm,
1: I'm i've been drinking this whole time
0: nothing today. is perfectly in are, balance. Uh, yeah. this, this is great this is all great so speaking of the guardians angle
1: mm-hmm.
0: here's my other little hot take i really wish branding had allowed this to be called guardians of the galaxy infinity war <laughs> If I'm being perfectly honest.
1: I, I kind of wish they just called it Marvel Infinity War. because the, I would have taken that too. Yeah. You know what, guys?
2: But it should have just been called Infinity War. Yes. That's like, I mean, kind of like how, you know, usually... Well,
1: uh, committee branding things, money. Right, right exactly. But this this, this this
2: feel does not feel so much like a third Avengers movie. No. Mm-hmm. Like, like, like Age of Ultron feels like another Avengers movie. Yeah. This is just...
0: Everything.
1: And honestly, Civil War felt more like an Avengers movie than Correct. Ultron did.
0: Right. I totally yeah. agree. And and what blew my mind about this, and you were alluding to this earlier with the idea of the shell gaming of characters. Oh, so good. Is they have so tracked what everyone's arc is over the course of this decade mm-hmm. in ways that I feel I should have. And watching this movie, I realize I didn't. The idea that Peter... And Drink. Tony Stark, shoot, are going to be antagonists in part because of their father issues, which is going to relate directly to Thanos and Gamora and the idea Drink. of parent and nature. Oh, my God. This is why I do this podcast um, in relation to the big purple guy. And the Green Lady... <laughs> no, oh my god, I have to drink for my no, own No, 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 no,
2: no, no, no. Wait, what? We no, can, I, no, we can say Thanos,
0: right? Yeah. We said it a lot. Oh, yeah. shoot. I have no idea what's going on. So, Thanos and the Green Lady. Mm-hmm. In relation to Thanos and the Green Lady, is an idea of nature versus nurture, where evil versus good is concerned. And the idea that Peter... Chris, Bra- oh, damn it. Scott, Rebill... come on. I'm, Losing it, I'm losing it. Um, the idea that Chris Pratt and to- and Robert Downey Jr. <laughs> are going to be at odds against one another in no Best small part because of their father issues, mm-hmm. and that that has not occurred as far as I can tell to any of the major cultural critics, much less myself, is a mind blowing bit of shell gaming.
2: Because I mean, they they paired up. Like all the the groupings, because yes. because there's essentially, is it four primary?
1: Uh, is, 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 is it? Cross, I think is, so. is the movie, does
2: the movie cross cut between four different storylines? We ba- well, so we have yeah. Rocket Groot and
1: drink. Oh my God!
0: Is it just a member of the Guardians? No. Is it? Um, we have the Rabbit. Because I'm keeping this in canon. Yeah. The big tree and the thunder god.
1: Yeah. We
2: we we can say can we say we can say Thor.
1: Yes. Yeah. Oh
0: my! What is this rule? I have gotten through like almost unscathed. You're living and and. and,
1: and, and, and Every (laughs) time you go under a
0: sentence with (laughs) anyone, you're just
1: like. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah,
2: but uh. Oh God. I can't wait to tell you what this one is. Well, because uh, essentially, and it's funny because one of the, you know. I, i've oddly ended up interacting with several people who didn't like the movie and hmm. uh, and I, I went like going go at the reactions i'm like did we watch a different movie yeah and because they'll, they'll they'll be like you know like well cap had nothing to do what was black panther doing he had Drink. nothing <laughs> interesting Wait, I'm trying to figure this out <laughs> anyway but complaining about characters uh you know not having much to do and i'm like Look, there's a trillion characters in this movie. Not everyone's going to be a lead. And they the movie has essentially, I would say kind of four lead characters. Yeah. There's Thanos. Mm-hmm. There's Thor, mm-hmm. who right from the opening scene, you know, has like I honestly thought uh, we all kind of went in. Th- I'm sure theorizing like who might die in this movie. Okay. Absolutely, Everyone, I wrote down my course. betting pool. Everyone was thinking, you know, Cap or Iron Man. I'll be honest,
0: I put <gasps> Lady Sif, I... and she wasn't even there. Okay, wow, that, 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 that's that, that's that's what. Also, I say- I... well,
1: I mean, technically, maybe because she was on the Asgard ship. I presume. Presum- also, presumably. can I can I just say this is one thing that I and I know we're gonna do this segment later and we'll touch on it later. Can we just can we just give these characters like time to breathe? Like, in between their movies, before we, like, go into the next one and just, like, fuck up everything.
2: I'm going to say, w- we did not see that Korg died, and so Korg might be fine.
0: And and I honestly had this thought of, I was like,
1: oh, that's why
0: Thor Ragnarok was so funny. Because instantaneous genocide. Like, right. literally, let's give Asgard the party it deserves. I always forget that, burns the, like, to the ground.
2: Yeah. But it's also funny because they, in Thor Ragnarok, they very quickly wipe out most of... Are like the Warriors three. Mm-hmm. Wait, yeah. does Sif die in it? No, because
1: he's no, not in it. They she's, killed. Yeah.
0: they killed the rest of them.
1: Yeah, like Jamie, Zachary I, Levi
0: shows Jamie up for a Alexander and Had a scheduling conflict. You right. can blame this on NBC's blind spot. So it's like Volstagg and the other dudes who who die in that. But yeah. anyway, but
2: so, but Thor right from the opening scene, he, I, I thought actually I was like, oh. Thor might be the one that dies.
1: Yeah. Because he actually had gone so far. Well, there
2: are emotional stakes for him. And so, and there aren't yes. for really for Cap or Iron Man. Yes. Mm-hmm. Because they're in the movie, but it, it th- there isn't the personal investment there that the rest of them have. And so, like, I was like, it would be, they know what they're doing and it would be silly to kill Cap because he's yeah. not, he doesn't have a connection to this. And Thor oh. does from the opening scene. It's true. And so you really, you're like, Thanos, Thor, um, Kind of those two members of the Guardians that are humanoid. One of them uh, is green and one of them. Wha- the green lady. The green lady and, and, and one of them and Andy Dwyer. Um, <laughs> yeah. And uh, ah, yes. yeah. And then you've got the vision. Yeah. Drink.
0: Okay. okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Actually drink twice. Huh. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yours is
1: confounding me for sure.
0: I I may not have been as consistent with it as I should oh, have. Oh, I'm, I'm definitely I'm,
1: not. I'm like doing my best to be. Like,
0: I'm doing I have my to best too. To Shockingly, only one of my rules has come up so far, but mm. um, I, my
2: rules have not panned out, and that's okay. Yeah, but uh, but the the way they've got it is like, but he's one of the other leads because obviously one of the stones was in his head, and uh, and then he's got his whole it's like you know he's got this whole thing with yeah. uh you know, Scarlet Witch. Hexagon.
1: Drink. Okay.
2: Ooh. Um, I wonder if it's. I
1: just I want everyone to know every time I make someone else drink, I also drink.
0: <laughs> I love it, but so are
1: doing this real like give and take. No, it's, thing. you're being a
0: very generous participant. And okay, That's so we, we just do it to
2: call them by by the actors' names. Just to, uh, that, that seems like a safe call uh, for this it, moment. Uh,
0: Paul Bettany. Paul Bettany.
1: Bettany. Also, if we're talking... or like you can just describe them like uh, the android,
0: the android. Okay. the the, yeah. the hex power woman.
2: Uh, Elizabeth Olsen.
1: Elizabeth
0: it Olsen. I, easier. It's I much also, easier. Like I know I'm distracting at this moment, but that's partially because I've been beholden to the yeah, strength I've gotten you so you bad. You've got me so good. <gasps> I want to shout out Elizabeth Olsen for finally yes. sticking the landing yes, 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 yes. on the hex manipulating woman. It's not that she was bad before, but I would have argued that she was more comfortable in Wind River with Jeremy Renner. Than she was in Civil War mm-hmm. with Jeremy Renner. And when you are more comfortable in the snow-covered peaks of wherever they filmed that. Right. In a deeply, mm-hmm. existentially damning drama. Than you are in Atlanta on a Marvel set. Yeah. She I, seems so much more comfortable I, as an actress I, well, in that role. I, I
2: will say, um, I felt like she... Half assed the accent in a way that she didn't in the other movies. I have no idea what's happening in that accent in any of these movies. Well, I felt like in the last two, she like committed to it. She's like, she's talking like this. Yeah. You're pulling your punches. Yeah. Like, 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 I am a vampire or whatever. (laughs) And.
1: I am and, the one that is yeah. possibly part of a different cinematic oh, universe. Right. It's, it's fine. It's really like... And so in this moment, yeah.
2: I, I was listening and I was like, and, and I'm not to be that guy who complains about the accents because it's a made-up accent anyway. No, but go in on that. But, yeah.
1: but
2: yeah. I did think about this
0: while I was watching. I'm just like is she
2: doing the accent all the time? It's
0: the Halle Berry effect from the X-Men movies (laughs) where like over time it just slowly like leaves the canon. But I was also wondering, I was like, okay. And
1: you know what, that's okay because you know what, accents change over time. Well, that's
2: what I was wondering. I was like, this movie is set two years after the last one and so is this a choice to say that like her accent has been wearing off as she's been away from her home country? But, But then I was also thinking, my mom's been away from Ireland for, like, 30 years, and she's still got an accent. So, like, yeah. come on,
1: two years, really? Maybe Quicksilver and— <laughs> Remember him? Yeah, and his sister. Uh,
2: Magneto's kids. Magneto's
1: children. Oh my God. Maybe they don't have an accent. Guys, wait. Maybe they have a speech impediment that they learned <laughs> by being trapped together— in that cell, and they just sort of, like, started speaking with their own dialect, and now that she's out of the cell and she's, like, in her own life, she's like, oh, people don't talk like this. I'm going to work on not talking like this anymore. <laughs> I just vindicated I just, that's my really, favorite Marvel lady. Best explanation.
0: I really want the spin-off movie that's just about Scarlet Witch Drink. learning to acclimate to the world shit. Also, Aaron Taylor Johnson is the only person that doesn't come back mm-hmm. in this movie. Yeah. Hashtag Hugo Weaving. What no, he, Oh, my God. No no
1: no no, 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 that's that's one of my notes. That, that that's one of my notes. That wasn't
2: Hugo Weaving. Wait, what? That was not Hugo Weaving. That was Ross Marquand.
0: That was what? Ross Marquand? Wait, do you know Ross Marquand? Yes. Wait, like, personally? No, 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 but I know who he is. Yeah. That was Ross Marquand?
2: Yeah. Uh, well, what the well, because fuck? It, you might have noticed. Okay, so... Uh, spoilers, as if we haven't spoiled it already, uh, Red Skull shows up in this movie. And the moment when Red Skull appeared was a moment that I audibly gasped and clutched the sides of my oh, head. that was
1: yeah, this tweet. Is, this is the moment that I I hit my boyfriend. I yelled and I loud. wrote And I wrote, holy fuck, Red Skull.
0: Yeah. The poor, I, the I, poor I, bro's next to me. I was just sitting there going, oh, fuck. Oh, fuck. Like yeah,
1: because John and I, my partner, yes. made, a Drink, movie, made a joke before the movie. Made a joke before the movie that this movie was going to turn into a sudden jump cut to Red Skull and his one man show. So when that happened, when Red Skull showed up, I was just hitting him because like that joke was so funny, and I was like, I cannot believe of all the things that we joked about, like. There's fucking Red Skull. (laughs) That note actually comes on the tail of, no one told me Peter Dinklage was in this movie. (laughs) Playing
2: a giant. I was so happy. He's still a dwarf.
1: But but he's he's like a a giant giant dwarf.
2: He's a a dwarf but gets to tower over Chris Hemsworth. Those
1: two notes back to back were my favorite chicken scroll notes that I saw
2: during this movie. Wait, but to back up. Yes. So Red Skull. Shows up uh-huh. and um and yeah we were all thrilled I yeah. I clutched my head and then I realized how embarrassing that was and put my hands down quickly <laughs> and I uh, but I also noticed his voice does not sound like Hugo Weaving's voice and he also, also
1: was very nuanced. <laughs> He was. I was like, oh, Hugo Weaving learned nuance for this character. I, <laughs> and like a calm demeanor. I
2: love Hugo Weaving, and I think oh, he, he's great. He's, he's like,
1: fucking oh, I, great. I mean,
2: he's always great. I, I Why saw, isn't he in all of the things?
0: I saw that dude play the judge in Hedda Gabler opposite no Kate way. Blanchett what? as Hedda Gabler. What? Wait, quick tangent. What? The best thing I've ever seen on stage. No joke. It was that BAM. They were touring the production. Oh, that sounds so good. Kate Blanchett mm-hmm. playing Hedda Gabler. There's a scene where they are gathered around the fireplace. Her ex lover comes in. Mm-hmm. The fireplace actually caught on fire, so we had to hold for 20 minutes. <gasps> when the show resumed, all that fucking happened was Kate Blanchett walked on stage, and the entire opera house of BAM silenced, like news of a nuclear war had broke. That's the power that woman wielded and we jumped right back into the oh. show. I'm Hugo so, Weaving I'm was the so, judge in that straight-up-the-most-magic thing so I've ever sad seen on that stage. they
1: just poorly used her in Ragnarok. Like, she uh, deserves, you,
2: you, sir, deserves so Scott, Scott, Oh, God damn it,
1: yeah. So much more.
0: Yeah, um, probably, like, five times.
2: But also, well, Hugo Weaving, always great, obviously. Always oh, great. But yeah, I, totally. what, What's a, a bummer is, you know, he's talked for years. He was like, he didn't really like doing Captain America, and he was like, I don't really want to do another one. And so he's like, so he was like, just didn't want to do another one. Mm -hmm. And so they just recast him. And it was, uh, yeah, Ross Marquand, who I guess is on The Walking Dead. And who is a celebrity impersonator by trade. He is. But also, I think it's mostly that The Walking Dead shoots in Atlanta. And this movie shot in Atlanta. And he was there. And, um, and they put a bunch of makeup on him so he looks like Hugo even. He, well,
1: I mean, that prosthetic, anyone could put it on. Right. Well, like, I, have, I have an asshole friend who dresses up as the Red Skull for Comic-Con every year. Well, yeah. and, and, and I'm also,
0: I'm like, I may be reaching here, but as someone who was recently a local hire for a project, if you can locally hire an actor. Easy. You save so it. much cash. Right. And the idea that he's already there. And could potentially be a sag local hire yeah and as someone who does celebrity impersonations, it, yeah. Like, yeah and he's never done a Marvel movie like right easy that's well, the I, most obvious decision. again the
1: prosthetic anyone could have been that Kate anyone, Blanchett yeah. could have been it Red may have skull. been Kate
0: Blanchett and she's just like that would have been. Ugh. Ugh. can't do double billing and I was I was
2: so excited when he showed up. Well, it because, was
1: so rad, right? That was
0: amazing. And you well,
2: to it. me, like what I enjoyed most about this movie is because again, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna, you know, being a big comic book nerd, please. Because so essentially, this was the reason that I think this movie shouldn't have been called Avengers: Infinity War. I think it should have just been called Infinity, Infinity War, War. Is this was just a movie version of a comic book crossover event? Word. Mm-hmm. You know, the things that they do every like couple years, where it's like a big like cosmic, you know, threat and so every character has to come together in this big giant story it's usually like a six or seven issue miniseries you know, like Infinity Gauntlet, which is inspired by, or like Infinity by Jonathan Hickman, which is also inspired by and there's a lot of bad events, but there's a every so often you get a good one, and this was essentially the good version of one of those in that there is that solid emotional through line, Mm -hmm. but then you also get that bonkers scale to it Where it will hop around to planets and you'll, you know, and you'll have this, like, there's this, like, operatic nature to it that is, like, bigger than you usually get in a superhero comic. And just being, like, we got to go to this planet now. Oh, and there's, like, a guy, like, a person you have to meet and, oh, it's the Red Skull. And Mm -hmm. that kind of thing where events will often, like, like drop in, like, a rant, like, for instance, the recent DC Comics event that just wrapped up uh it's called Metal. It's a lot of fun. I love metal. It, yeah, it rules. And oh uh God. and um and there's a point in like the end of the first issue where uh Dream from Neil Gaiman's Sandman
0: just appears. Yeah, he and, sure does. Oh, Rachel, you've gotta read oh this. Oh no, it's yeah, so he just good. shows up
2: to talk to Batman no. and and yeah. it's like, oh shit, he's in this. And yeah. it's like and they'll drop in this character that you know but you haven't seen in a long time because it's like, oh, this is a, such an important event that we're going to, like, bring this character back for it. And I'm like, oh, my God. Like, with the Red Skull, they had that moment. Mm -hmm. They did—it's this. like doing the event thing completely, Mm -hmm. but the good version of it, it's like this is the, like, uh, the 2015 Secret Wars as opposed to the Civil War II. And
0: and brief hot take I didn't know I had until this moment, I would argue that the movie universe that both major comic book franchises are planning— has actually improved the way they do comic book events because I've been reading No Surrender, the Avengers one, and holy shit, guys! If you aren't is reading, it good? I, I'm it's not reading it. So fucking good! <laughs> it's like, like I am suddenly on board to read every Avengers comic from here to the end of the year. Well, you realize that they're just relaunching Avengers in like two We're, months, which they are. But, 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 but John, Jason Aaron is writing it, so it's but he's rule. redefined the way the Hulk exists in the world. What? Yes. I have have slept on this totally. It broke my heart. It actually broke my heart. And what I've been thinking about, because one of the things, that, as I I alluded to earlier, what blew my mind about this was the long-term planning. Right. Mm -hmm. It came from these characters' emotional arcs. And when you suddenly are creating a world where you have millions and millions and millions of dollars invested in these connections, as opposed to maybe, I don't know, whatever Marvel used to pay for its publishing costs... Like, you have to pay attention to those storytelling beats in a way that you didn't before. Yeah. And Metal and No Surrender feel like the extension of that, of being like, we might adapt these someday, or we might have new readers coming on, and this has to be Mm air-fucking-tight, and suddenly they're doing that. And it's so thrilling oh, it from is. like a bare bones storytelling perspective. It is such a like, golden
1: age for comics right now. It's because, incredible because everything has emotional weight. Like yeah. I've been, I I've fallen off reading a lot of comics, but like reading stuff like Rat Queens or Sex Criminals
0: Saga or
1: Saga, like Holy these fuck. these things that have emotional connections and weight and consequences versus the origin of. Of Peter Parker, and I have to drink.
0: Yes, and
1: very fun and frilly and silly, and he's so nerdy, and blah, 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 blah. No, you know, and where it, it's like we're getting we're getting good melodrama,
0: right? in and speak,
1: in our pieces.
0: And speaking of melodrama, we have like twelve minutes left before we have to wrap. So I know. It, I, I was the time. Um, I'm boy. like, oh my god! I we, know.
1: We've barely scratched
2: the we, surface, we, we're, we, we're,
0: which is actually going to be the whole point of this episode because mm. that's this movie on one level, yeah. and we've already like it. So here's one thing I had to check in on for purely melodramatic and superficial purposes. Yes. Before we, we may not even get to your cutoff. We may just have to like reveal the rules and like plug our shit.
2: I feel like it's almost, I, I feel bad cutting someone off now that we just like. No, <laughs> I actually. Really I, actually too. I,
0: I, I feel like we actually like, we got into a lot of the good stuff. Mm-hmm. So here was one thing I felt like I had to superficially check in on. The Chris Wars. Where are we? on the Chris Wars. Oh. At the end. So if you don't know, there's been this thing on the internet. The, there's the the four white Chrises. The four yeah. white Chrises. There
1: are more Chrises in the MCU than than women. Well, no, I guess not anymore.
0: No, not anymore. But
1: there was. Yeah. But there was. Okay. So we got
0: we got well uh, starting with we the got, MCU we got Hemsworth. Hemsworth? Pratt. Pratt. Evans, Evans, and Pine. Yep. Sorry, I'm, I'm just thinking of, you know, the,
2: the rejected Lonely Island Oscar song. Absolutely. That's all I can think of. It, and I'm probably going to
0: cut to it right in this moment. We'd like to petition for a new category. Best Chris. Or you could just write Chris on an Oscar. And we could share it.
2: Trade off on weekends. Roll
0: call. Hemsworth. Hemsworth Pratt. Evans. Pine. Rock. Rick. What if I'm being perfectly honest, nice. but because we're all here and because this movie radically rejiggered the Chris wars for me, I wanted to check in on where everyone was concerning the Chris wars after infinity war part one, because we talked about a lot of the important themes, mm-hmm. but here's one of the superficial ones. And how are we doing on the Chris wars? Okay. I will. I'll just go first at the end of this movie. I am going in reverse order. Pine. We're ranking them? I'm going four to one here. Oh my God. Pine. Evans. Pratt. Hemsworth. Hemsworth for the win. Hemsworth. Oh, yeah. Hemsworth for the win. There
1: are two very lovely notes that I took during this movie. Yes. One back to back. Uh, The first was Iron Bruce's (laughs) Bay. Yes. And then instantly after that, I went Thor with Axe's Daddy.
0: (laughs) Yes. Thor? Thor, who in the span of six months has gone from being the funniest character in the MCU, arguably,
1: mm-hmm.
0: to one of the most moving and like the deus ex machina of this whole fucking He's movie. He's bloomed
1: like a flower. He's my Janelle because watching him as an artist has changed the way I look at what he has done previously.
2: I do say I, I I wish they'd called the Axe Bjorn <laughs> Absolutely <laughs> legit. And uh, by the way, listeners, if you have not read Jason Aaron's Thor run, specifically oh, uh, get on that. The, uh, the initial 11-issue God Butcher arc, which if they just made it as the next Thor movie, would be the best MCU movie. Uh, it is one of the best things in superhero comics of the past, like, five years, and you should get on that.
0: And trust me, guys. Patrick knows what he's talking about. You got to read this. It's,
2: I do, I've I read it, and him saying that, yes, good god, 100%. oh my god. Uh, it, it, I will say my 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 Chris ranking is completely different. Mm. Please share. Uh, get ready for hot takes. I'm <laughs> yeah. ready. I love it. I love, um, it. I love it. Mine goes Pratt. We're going like a uh, four to one. Four to one. Okay. So it yeah, goes. are bottom it, to top. It goes. I uh, think it's. I like them all. I should say that. No, mm-hmm. of course. Uh, no. Pratt, Evans, Hemsworth, Pine. Yeah.
0: Pine yeah. on top. Because, Pine. because
2: I think in their non-superhero work, well, I think Pine gets major props yes. for being saying, I'm not going to be a superhero. I'm going to be the love interest. And also Word. really, <laughs> really being a very key part of why Wonder Woman works. And yes, I think he's agreed. really excellent in that movie. And I think in terms of his non-superhero movies, I think he, he just makes the best, most interesting choices and uh it's a fair call yeah he's the guy who's like mostly working with like female directors and uh and then he goes shows he keeps showing up on what <laughs> american summer and um, so and, um I'm, and also i appreciate that he's the only one who's not like
0: frighteningly jacked
1: yeah and, um, Which, well i mean well, pratt's kind of lost a little well, bit of well, a...
0: well also kind of can we yeah. talk about the fact that I, and I wondered about this did you guys think that they all looked more normal in this movie. Well, they're shirtless sure yeah. less. They're shirtless less, but I also I oh. also thought like there was an idea of making these guys more vulnerable than they have been in the past. And and that like the beefcake is relegated. And I thought that was actually like a specific commentary on where the MCU has been, because like if you listen to Binge Mode Weekly or any of the things that go in on Marvel movies, we all know there's one beefcake scene. Mm-hmm. And actually this film does not have it. Yeah. And I feel like they know enough yeah. to know that
1: it's it's so much become a trope that they now make a joke about it yeah. in right. the intro of Thor on the on the uh, um, I guess it's not the Milano anymore.
0: No, yeah, but it, what it whatever it's called, yeah, and, and, and oh my god, that scene—that's I, I mean so funny. He's, they they he's... nailed the like you know fun character <laughs> pairings.
1: Oh, that's also, so good, I,
2: you know. It, uh, and in terms of the fun character pairings, I was really surprised the degree to which doctor strange was a highlight of this movie Drink.
0: shit yeah is
2: it is it is it peep, Is it marvel characters introduced after
0: 2013 <laughs> nope <laughs> and that leads us right into the reveal of the rules so guys we barely scratched the surface i feel like we may have to do a second episode going <gasps> yes, in yes, on yes, this yes honestly. yes 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 yes
1: yes i mean i
2: mean i i i am 100% down but also i'm just like only one of my rules ever came up. Mine too. Wait, no, 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 wait, wait two, 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 two. And
0: they were both Scott-specific rules.
2: Oh so boy. I feel so, so
0: bad. So we're all going to reveal our rules. Rachel, since your rule crushed tell, the two of please us. Please tell you've us. You've got to start. What, what did oh, you got no. going on?
1: I'm going to go last. Okay. okay that, because right. so, I crushed.
0: Okay, so, I, I will go first
2: because almost none of mine came up. Great. Okay, so my, my, my Scott-specific <laughs> rules that hit him just once each were when he says incredible. Uh, nice. And uh, when he talks about theater, oh shit, yeah. And uh, you got lucky because you, <laughs> I expected to do each. More, I should I should have included unbelievable, which is another you know, a superlative you enjoy, um, or adjective. But uh, and then the ones that never came up were. Or should I save it in case we do a second episode?
0: I mean, maybe maybe we're gonna save this because we may just do a second episode. Honestly, okay, this the was... ones that came up were just incredible and theater. Amazing. Okay. So we may do a second episode. So I'm going to bring up what my rules were for you. And if we do a second episode, I'm jumping on this. Mm-hmm. My specific ones for both of you. Anytime you mention your partner.
1: Okay. That's, yep. You have to take a drink. Do Anytime it.
0: you mention the ride, which never happened. You know what? Because I've transcended it. You have. And 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 that was that was my mistake. I guess it also requires also, some I'm like not backstory give for free the Oh. Right. No, 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 no. Uh, so
2: They have for... to earn that sponsorship. They yeah. gotta do like,
1: that. They gotta press. give me more money. Right? Money, please. So, for you
0: specifically, and almost none of these happen, anytime you mention your color correction video or the comic book parodies, <laughs> which I thought, given how good the colors looked in these movies, would
2: happen. I don't know. I, 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 expected you were gonna,
0: like, bring that up. And yep.
2: I was like, because, look, I, I actually avoid, because I, uh, for listeners, if you've seen the video about why Marvel's movies look ugly, I'm the guy that made that video. Um... But uh, I I try to avoid speaking publicly now about the color grading in Marvel's movies because literally last summer someone recognized me at an airport and came up and just started like grilling me about my thoughts on <laughs> color grading in different movies and oh I was boy. like I I I can't do this publicly anymore mm-hmm. I can't let that be my brand because that's such an awful brand to have and so uh so yeah um uh, uh, uh my super condensed version is the exterior day scenes are still flat and gray and they should lead into a color more
0: so. Then the other ones were anytime you said, you guys, dot, 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 and that never happened. <gasps> yes. And then anytime you talked for two minutes at length about anything and the two of us were silent, and I tracked it, that never happened either. Yes! <laughs> so, then the rules for all of us were anytime someone thirst traps over the Chris's, which literally never happened, anytime someone compared the MCU to the DCU, Mm-mm. which never happened. That was one of mine. And then and that never happened. And anytime someone was sad and Avenger died. Which happened maybe twice, and that was it. Or someone used the name of an Avenger that died, which did happen a few times.
1: That happened a bunch.
0: Yes, and and I called that out a bunch of times. Okay, okay. Thus, the Green Lady yeah. and the Android. R- R- Rachel, please, please tell us.
1: Well, listen, I I don't know if you were paying enough attention to the to our conversation. My drinking was the pour one out clause. Anytime someone was mentioned who was dead or dusted in oh. this movie, oh. by mention of their name, you had to pour one out into your throat.
0: <laughs> That's
1: perfect. Yeah. If, if we had mentioned Xandar or I'm going to drink.
0: Yep. There it is.
1: Or nowhere. You got to pour one out into your mouth.
0: That's
2: One of mine bad. was actually one that never came up was when someone forgets the name of one of the planets. Oh. That would have been brutal. Because I can't remember the name of most of those planets.
1: It came to me after you said Gamora the first time. I was like, we should pour one out for Gamora. No, you should drink for Gamora. That's incredible. Drink to our friends, to our absent friends. To our
0: absent friends. And as we drink to our absent friends, we are running up against the clock. Guys, please plug whatever you have going on as I play the future song from the Avengers credits. And I will explain this at a much later date please plug whatever you got going on, because this is the fake future song from Avengers.
2: Okay, so uh, you can watch the videos that I make at youtube.com slash Patrick H. Willems. There's a video about every week, and uh, if you like this podcast, you'll probably enjoy them. And follow me on all the social medias at Patrick H. Willems.
1: If you're in the New York City area, you can check me out on May 11th at Bazaar Bushwick at Sacred Tart, a burlesque tribute to Scrubs. And on June 16th, I will be at the burlesque tribute to the McElroy family of products called My Burlesque, My Burlesque and me. I will be doing music for both of them.
0: And we are at OnTheRailsPod on the rails pod and all social media. We out. Have a great one. Boom. See you in Infinity War. Thank you guys for being here. Cheers. I'm telling y'all, I got the power to wipe out half the universe.
1: Let's snap my fingers for real. Interesting. That was that was that was that was that was never? was that was
2: We'll snappin' I'm murdering everything. We're snapping a murder and everything. Snapping a murder and everything. balls out 1817. I get the stones. I got the gold and I get the stones. I got the gone and I get the stones. You know it's on the jump breaking bones. I got
0: the gone and I get the stones. I got the gold and I get the stones. I got the gone and I get the stones. And you're my wrist the M the stones. tolls. I get a spider-make.